and welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and this is a special episode of the Common Good Podcast. Today I am joined by a man who has served at GCU with distinction for the past 35 years, someone who has witnessed enormous changes at the university over that time and someone who is retiring at the end of the month. He's been a regular guest in this podcast over the past year and I am delighted to have him on to reflect about his time at GCU. Douglas Little, the Director of Estates, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Craig, and it's a pleasure to be back once again. <laughs> Final time, this is, so we make, better make sure this is as good, if not better, than the last times we've had you on. Well, I'm quite sure we'll have a go. <laughs> I want to start with a big question, Douglas, and this will be the question that's on, no doubt it's on everyone's lips. Why have you decided to retire? You're still a young pup, there's still plenty of fuel in the tank. What's the factors behind this? Yeah, I, I think, Craig, it's, it's purely personal. You know, I think it's one that my family, we sat down quite a wee while ago to sort of discuss what we we're going to be doing in our future. And my wife is actually retiring at the same time. So 35 years is always a landmark, you know, whether you, everyone has that, you know, and, you know, 35 years is went, gone. There's still tons to do at GCU, but it's uh, 35 years to the day I decided that I would, would retire from GCU. Yes, I am hopefully still young uh, to enjoy retirement, but uh, I'm not that young. So it was a totally, it was a family decision and, and hopefully it is the right decision. Was it a difficult decision to make? It was a very difficult decision to make because GCU has been my, my life, you know, total life really. You know, 35 years of a working life is, is quite a long time. And, uh, you know, I also have a lot of ties to GCU through, for instance, my I met my wife at GCU. My oldest daughter was one of the first kids in the nursery, and my youngest daughter graduated from GCU, and I did all my studying at GCU as well. So, you know, GCU is, uh, if you cut me in half, I probably would have GCU uh, <laughs> written through me like a stick of rock. What's been the response from your colleagues like? The colleagues mean that, yeah, I, I've got a lot of uh, friends and colleagues, you know, that I've known throughout the years. And, and to be honest, when the, 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 the email went out from the principal, you know, to, to intimate my retirement, which was, you know, one of the best written emails I've ever read, to be honest, the, the response right away was like, wow, you know, I've, uh, I've had well over 60 odd personal emails just in the last few days. And I think right across all the, the, the community, I mean, it's from students right through to academics, through to all walks of life. So uh, I've been really, I, you know, it was one of these ones that you just sit back and you think, wow, this is unbelievable. But yeah, 35 years is a long time. <laughs> As we were recording this, Douglas, you've got about 10 days to go before you leave. What kind of loose ends do you have to tie up? Yeah, we're still doing bits and pieces of, you know, quite a lot of work. Um, for instance, going to court, meeting tomorrow on the state's enabling plan. So hopefully that goes well. And we've also got other items like looking at the catering provision going forward and preparing the paper for the executive board approval, etc. And also want to tie up a lot of things with the guys 
hence I'm in, going to be in the office quite a bit mm -hmm. uh, from now until I leave. So yeah, it's business as usual, to be honest, and looking at handover. Well, it's fair play to you, so you haven't down tools then and just sort of seen the next couple of days out? Not at all, not at all. <laughs> I, always love, I always love doing a full shift for GCU. <laughs> that's good that's a very very diplomatic answer we'll jump back to the mid-80s Douglas when you first joined GCU do you remember how the chance to work here came up I do actually it, it was one that I was working as a joiner and I'd served my time in Springburn and somebody had actually said to me there's an advert in Evening Times and the advert was tiny I must say and it was <laughs> to join the buildings office at Glasgow College of Technology and I thought, hmm, I'll have a go at that. And luckily I was interviewed. And at that time I was starting to do my extra studying as well. So I was doing my advanced uh, sitting girls in the ONCs, et cetera. And uh, I think maybe that tipped the balance that I, I was successful in joining GCU at that point. So yeah, I can remember of that small advert in the evening times one, one day. <laughs> do you remember your first day? I do, I do. The first day was actually a holiday, and <laughs> it was it, it was a funny one because uh, it was at the May Day, the, the first May Day, and that was my start day. And I thought this is absolutely brilliant that I'm actually starting on a holiday. So I actually started on the Tuesday after the the, the, the May Day. I can remember being able to bring my car on campus, and I actually parked it right where the Britannia Building is. There was, there was a car park there. And I can always remember that I did come in very early and I got one of the prime spaces campus. <laughs> so you came into the university as a, a joiner? I came in as a joiner. I wasn't a joiner for that long because what we were doing was, at that time, the building's officer was a, was Miss Jane O'Neill. And Miss O'Neill, as we all called her, she, she was starting to develop her building's office. So um, it wasn't long until I actually joined the office, and it was in the first floor of George Moore, and um, a very, very, very small office, but that was the formation of the Estates Department, right. and that was called at that time the Buildings Office. So then how did that role change over time? You mentioned that you weren't a joiner for long, you were practising other qualifications at that point. Yeah, I'd, I mean, technical assistant uh, was probably the office junior, you right. know, on, on the, the, the technical side, and I soon progressed up the ranks. I then became assistant estates manager and then estates manager. Right. And then I became director of estates. So the progression, but I think at that time as well, Craig, that you know the campus was starting to not develop right on 1986, but I think as you went through the years, the development and my own self progression for career was very, very rapid. When you joined in 1986, Douglas, did you see it as a job for life back then? I think at that time, you know, it was the old College of Technology and it, it was run by Strathclyde Regional Council. And I think at that time, there was a lot of jobs, not just in the in the buildings office, but like I said, finance and human resources, as they called it. And, you know, so there was a lot of people were coming at that same time. And there was a buzz that we were building something up coming from a regional council-based build, and then we were starting to form a central institution, and then going from there, you know, 
looking towards forming the Glasgow Polytechnic or Glasgow College it was and then Glasgow Polytechnic. So yeah, I could see a progression, you know, and, and the, uni uh, the university I'm saying, but the college at that time certainly encouraged a lot of the young staff coming in to do uh, staff development and, and also qualifications. You mentioned there about the change from, from Glasgow Polytechnic into Glasgow Caledonia University. That happened in 1993 when it merged with the Queen's College, Glasgow. Do you remember what that was like at the time? I can, I can. It's it's one of these that we had two estates departments because there was, of course, an estates department at Queen's College and there was an estates department at Glasgow Polytechnic. And we had to very, very quickly get a team approach together and I think we achieved that. You know, what I can remember is we had a small minibus that used to run back and forward from Cowcaddens Road over to Park Road, and it just kept on running back, forward, back, forward. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, 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 these are my, my memories that that's how you traveled to the other campus was by catching the minibus in the car park. How did that change the way that you carried out your role then when it moved to Glasgow Caledonia University? I think also with Queen's College, our first challenge was bringing everyone into city campus. I mean, so the strategy was to try and bring all the functions from the Queen's College into, uh, into the city campus. So we had to make space for, for quite a lot of added functions at that time because Queen's had quite a bit of space at like the Jordan Hill campus and they had sports grounds out at Chesterfield Avenue, which was out. Uh, Annie's Land and of course the Queen's College. So at that point, we actually purchased the Milton Street building, which was uh, the Scottish and Newcastle brewery dispatch for the West of Scotland for all the beer. And we quickly uh, transformed the warehouses and also the office space to allow us to bring a lot of staff and facilities back uh, to bring it onto the the city campus, there was a lot of movement for us. I mean, there was a lot of decants. So yeah, at that point, it was a, a that was quite a challenge. Um, I know I used challenge over the COVID period, but that one was well, it was yes. quite a, a a people challenge to bring a lot of of the staff in from from Queens. Listen to you talk, Douglas. I've been at Glasgow Caledonia University as a student and a member of staff for, for 10 years now, and I've seen the campus undergo a huge change since then. But listen to you talk, you must have seen it change rapidly since you first joined. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Hara campus is very dear to me because I, I, I was leading that project. But I think before that, I was involved in a lot of the buildings that were springing up. So when I mean, you started off, when I mean, you had the lights of the Britannia building was would sprung up and then we had uh, the sports hall, we had the Becky building, you know, I'm not naming them all in chronological years, but then we had the student residences, we didn't have any residences on the campus, so we built the residences back in 1995. But I think the very first job that I think I was involved in was the building of the Charles Oakley lab, and that was in 1993. There was an old practical lab block at the very back, and it was in very bad uh, repair. And that was the very, very first job I was really involved in was the Charles Oakley. And then, yeah, there was a very, very quick turnaround in a lot of buildings right through the 90s. Mm -hmm. And then the Saltire or the Sir Alex Ferguson Library was one of my 
biggest challenges, I think, mm-hmm. at that time was to build that building right in the middle of the car park, as it was between George Moore and Hamish Wood. You know, and we managed to get that completed without much disruption. And that was back in 2006. And then really after that, we pushed the boundaries even further. Yeah. You know, so I think what a journey. When I first came in, there was three buildings, three or four buildings on site. And then now we've got 13 and 13 good buildings, you know. As you mentioned, the biggest project you undertook as a director of estates was the Heart of the Campus project, and that was a multi-million pound redevelopment of the Glasgow campus. Started in June 2014 and took just over two years to complete, and it completely transformed the university, giving it the look we all know now, which is really modern, really vibrant. Could you tell me about that project? How difficult it was it to plan and execute with very little disruption, it has to be said. Yeah. Yeah, there was a series of projects, Craig, at that time as well, because at the very start, we actually did the sustainable campus project, and that was putting in our combined heat and power. So that was our very, very first. And what a decision it was from the executive board at that time, because we basically we laid the pipes for the foundations of the future campus. So, yeah, we're generating our own electricity on campus or a part of it. You know, we're putting in a sustainable campus infrastructure and then that helped us to do the, the, the heart of a campus project. What I can remember is it was through competition and we were in the boardroom listening to design, design practices coming in, all fantastic ideas. The general concept was we wanted this to bring the heart into the campus and... Um, I'm sitting there and the principal I, I, I know was very, very keen on the Heart of Campus project and, and that was the decision to go ahead with Heart of Campus. And I think I left the boardroom thinking, oh my God, how are we going to deliver this? <laughs> and, you know, it, yeah, it was certainly a challenge. Disruption-wise, you know, people who, are, who can remember, we did actually go into George Moore on a bridge link over the second floor into yeah. George Moore. And people just took that as being the norm of getting into George Moore while all the works were getting done underneath. The head of building services, Kenny Allen, did a fantastic job on services diversions and keeping the campus going, you know, electricity, gas, water. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we diverted them all so that we could make, you know, what a transformation because we had to, you know, there was things in the way of us trying to create the heart of campus. And I think the other thing as well, Craig, is we improved the accessibility around the campus. I mean, the accessibility, I mean, there were so many stairs and, you know, ramps. And after we looked at it, we said, well, we could actually improve this complete grounds by putting in courtyards and, and, mm-hmm. and also accessibility for, for all the buildings. How did it feel when it was all finished? I was lucky enough because it was, it was actually finished in stages. So you could get that, you just didn't get the one big wow, this is fantastic. You're actually getting stages of saying, this is going to look really good when we open this up. So we're getting sneak previews and then you would, all of a sudden you would take the barriers down and you'd open up the George Moore or you would open up, you know, eventually the Hamish Wood or, you know, so there was certain, and we put it into phases that we're maybe opening up the north end of George Moore and then the next week we'd open up you know, the refectory, the, mm-hmm. the new eating area, etc. So you were getting that that buzz every time you were going to, because you knew it was good. Yeah. 
So it wasn't just a one buzz. It was <laughs> eight or nine buzzes. <laughs> you must have a real sense of pride when you walk around the campus and you see how good it looks and how good and fresh it still looks, even though we're uh, four or five years on from the project being finished. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I've been on Zoom calls and, and Teams calls, I do have a... a a board at the back of me that reminds me of the old campus and and when you do go out there uh, and you see especially on a sunny day as it is today that you know you, you see the campus at its best and when the grounds actually do come over the summertime with the, the with the different plants and the flowers yeah there's no better place actually to sit and have your lunch yeah. as in caledonian it's a haven now, someone who has worked with you for almost half your time at GCU is the principal, Professor Pamela Gillies, who joined in 2006. What's your working relationship like with her? Yeah, I mean, the principal and I go back a long time, and, and she did just come in when the Salt Tower and the Sir Alex Ferguson Library was uh, was getting open. And then from there, your know, principal uh, led estates. He was very keen on estates work, which uh, could be good, could be bad at times. <laughs> Principal was very keen on making sure that the colour schemes were correct, etc. Mm-hmm. So it was a great learning curve, you know, and, and you could always go up and you're always kind of apprehensive going into principal's office, but you always got supported in what you were trying to do. And I think it's shown that we just didn't do the heart of campus. After that, we actually reclad the Hamish Wood building, for instance, which wasn't really part of the heart of campus project, but we decided to, to take that 70s style look away and just completely revamp the Hamish Wood by putting a cladding system. And Principal and I sat down and I think we, we, when you look at that building now, it's just trying oh yeah. Just total cool. transformation. And that, you know, and, and I think just getting the vision, and it's not just it's not just on this campus. I think also, you know, GCU London I haven't spoken about. I mean, GCU London came on board in 2010 and the concept there when I first walked down Fashion Street where it's based I thought this is uh, a bit of a a street but when you look at Fashion Street now and what we have actually created Mm -hmm. on that street that area and the campus in London is another one I'm very proud of and I'm very proud of my team actually because we we managed to turn that project around from kind of approvals in February and we had it open ready for a new academic year, you know, with with, with quite a bit of fit out. Um, it is a lease building, but we got it, it was pretty bare, bearish. Um, so we, we, we had to build that one up. And yeah, travelling up and down to London and making sure that was done, that was another period of our life. Yeah. What about New York? Do you have any role within that? New York, I did. I did have, and I was lucky enough, I did go out to New York uh, at the start of the project, and then I managed to get out just as it was finishing. So that was a, a, an experience as well. And especially, you know, getting the chance to work in uh, New York projects and project manager's office. I think that was quite a, a scene to see how a New York project manager actually operated and again it's all down to experience you know I didn't really like the high-fiving when I came in the office in the morning but I did get used to it so um, I had coffee and donuts but again it was a great project it was a you know we we turned it around and hopefully Worcester Street 
is still sitting. I haven't been out for a long number of years now, but hopefully it's still sitting in the same uh, nice condition. We're talking about some of the biggest projects that you've been involved in at your time at the university, but what does a normal day look like for a director of estates? How does your diary look? It's a very varied diary, and I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, it's such an exciting job, and I think, you know, it's one of these jobs that you don't know what is really around the corner. And some days that's good, some days it's bad, but mostly good. And I think your day can, can go from checking in with the guys early doors to see that things are, are, are ready, and then you can be at executive boards to present a paper, or you could be at your own maintenance team meetings to do some maintenance aspects. It could be health and safety, meeting consultants, meeting visitors, students. And I think the other thing is we've always had an awful lot of involvement with students, and yeah. we've always, as an estates department, been able to assist students in their study as well. So, and I think that that gives you a lot of satisfaction, Craig, on on trying to help build and surveying students, for instance. And we've had a lot of good placement students. So yeah, it's taking time with people and just making sure. And the day is packed. And I mean, it's a seven day a week job. I mean, you know, it's you, you live and breathe. Mm -hmm. And when I retire, yeah, that may be a challenge to me but let's see how that goes. But it's a seven day a week job, but it's a very, very enjoyable experience. So what happens next for the Director of Estates role? Is anyone lined up to step into your shoes? Will somebody come in externally? Yeah, at the moment, you know, the interview process is underway. So hopefully the director will be appointed very soon to carry on the work because there is a lot of work coming out of the COVID period, you know, and getting the campus back. We've got a very, very safe campus at the moment, but when we eventually open up the doors a bit more, there is a lot of work to be done on setting up the, the, the campus correctly and in a phased manner, I would think, you know, so, and also looking to the next stage of campus development and looking at our carbon goals and our sustainability aspects and our maintenance. So, yeah, so hopefully, I mean, I wish the new director all the best on, on the journey. You know, I think if it, the 35 years that I've been, if it develops in the next 35 years, Caledonian University will be unbelievable. You know, it's unbelievable at the moment, but I think, you know, and I will look back and I will sort of look in over the, the, the wall at times and say, <laughs> my goodness, you know, that is that has changed, which I think we have to change other things. I mean, the, there's a lot of areas that are ready for development. The university has been very prudent in being able to get some land around, you know, at the very front of Kilcadens Road and also at the back at Kyle Street. And I think that gives it the opportunity for, for more campus development when the time comes, you know. And also, I think there's things like the nursery, the Milton Street building, there's some areas of the campus that, that, that need a bit of attention. Are you disappointed to be finishing up in the, these unprecedented times in the middle of this pandemic? I am a bit. You know, I, I think you know, the, the date was always set. So and the, the, the COVID has gave us all challenges. And I think it's not saying cheerio to in the normal fashion. You know, but I think through emails, there have been a, quite a lot of email and you maybe wouldn't have got that because 
people would have maybe seen you outside and said, yeah. all the best. But so you've actually got a, a a scrapbook full of of lovely memories. So that's the positives out of the virtual mm-hmm. centurial. But hopefully, I mean, when I'm out having a walk on a Saturday, I meet so many people from GCU and so many colleagues, etc. You know that. My wife turns around and says, who's that? Or it's somebody that, that was an employee <laughs> at GCU or is or, or whatever. When you go on holiday, who's the first person you meet? You always meet somebody <laughs> from GCU. So, 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 yeah, I'm quite sure I will see a lot of people, even although it's not the usual yeah. uh, farewell. So what are you going to be doing with yourself now? Well, I'm hoping that my golf does improve. Uh, I'm keen on golf. My wife and I have taken up, my wife took up golf and, and we do play in competitions. We're not very good at some, but we have won a few. And hopefully when we go back on out on that circuit, I would like to have another go at lifting a couple of more trophies. We are very competitive, the littles. So you know, I always like to see a good job well done. And uh, But also, I just like to spend sort of time with, with the family, etc. I've got... Uh, two girls that are now growing up. One has just moved out. So it's a perfect opportunity. She's got a house. So I'm going to be helping her. And, you know, I just would like to sort of take on some new aspects in life as well, Craig. I think I'll miss GCU. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of these ones that when I actually hand over my phone and my keys, um, it's one of these ones that how will I react? I might have to turn away and craft <laughs> Don't show them I've got a tear running in my eyes, but you know, it might be, you know. So, yeah, what an experience. Aye, if you could sum up your time uh, over the last 35 years, Douglas, what would you say? How would you describe it? It's been the quickest 35 years that you could ever imagine. You know, t- t- to be honest, I do feel as fit as what I was when I first came in. I probably am, and I'm not. And Craig, I've seen you in the gym, and I know that you're a lot fitter than me, but you feel. <laughs> You still feel as fit, but, you know, I think that the 35 years of GCU experience has just flown by. You know, it's just, yeah, you, you, you just can't imagine how quick life just goes if you're enjoying yourself. Douglas, thank you so much for your time today. It's great to talk to you. And, you know, so I want to say you've been absolutely superb to work with and I'm going to miss you not being here. And I know a lot of people will feel the same way. So thank you so much. Well, I would just like to say to all my colleagues, uh, you know, uh, do listen to the podcast, etc. that hopefully we will catch up when times are, are, are better. And I wish GCU all the best. And you know, I, I can see great things ahead for GCU. And yeah, so yeah, it's been a delight. And thank you. I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to this episode. And I hope you can join us again next time when we will be talking with another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast. We're available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major platforms. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast. Mm-hmm.